in today's show. We're recapping the 10 games from Tuesday. Look at some waiver wire trends as well. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, TikTok RedRock underscore B-Ball, almost forgot that one, and Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to look at these games. It's a busy Tuesday. We don't normally get this. 10 games on. So we're going to talk about all of those games. We're going to talk about waiver wire trends. We're going to cover some news. Not a huge amount of news that isn't going to be covered in the games. But we'll get to that right now. Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Phoenix. Devin Booker didn't play today. And he's gone home. They're on a six-game road trip. This is game two of that game six road, uh, six-game road trip. And he's gone home to Phoenix for re-evaluation. So... Let's just rule him out for the rest of this week, at least. A groin injury, muscle injury that he left a game from that was a re-aggravation. There's no way he is back in a week, surely. And he's not with the team. So rule him out. Like, at least today, plus four more games. I don't know about Landry Shamet. He's with the team, and he might come back. And we'll talk about what happened in there and Shamet's absence and Booker's absence today because they started Jock Landale in that spot. We'll talk about that later on. But Booker being out means, for again, I think a week and a bit that Shamit and Lee and even Landau might have some value. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Ingram is out again tomorrow, so is Bagley. Of course, Ingram being out helps Murphy. It helps um, Alvarado. It helps Jones if he plays. Maybe it helps Jackson Hayes. We'll see. And Bagley being out really boosts that value of Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran, who Stewart in particular gets those extra minutes as the backup center. So while Bagley's not that important for fantasy leagues, his absence is because they're not going to know well. They're playing Stewart and Bay and Duran more minutes in that situation. So that's important for us to note. The good news with Andrew Wiggins is that his groin injury is ready to go and he was set to return tomorrow, but he's sick. So he's not going to play tomorrow. But you would think that he returns for the game after that. So out Tuesday, out Wednesday we go, but probably back for their next game. But the groin is all healed and ready to go. So that's always fantastic news. We'll talk um, about all the stuff that happened in-game in these in these games when we get to them. Let's talk um, waiver wire stuff. We'll get straight into that right now. The most added player over the last 24 hours is Tony Warren Jr. Apparently, someone said when I say Tony Warren, it sounds like I'm saying Tony Roten even though to me they are wildly different. But anyway, Tony Warren, TJ Warren, is up 26%. What he did last game was not real. Okay, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't add him. Just be aware that he shot 64% and he had 28 minutes in a game where Curry and Harris are out. Curry will return tomorrow. We are going to be really watching Tony to see what he's able to do, but have the skepticism. Add him, but have the skepticism. Damian Lee up 15%. Landry Shamit also up 7%. The Landry Shamit one up 7% is interesting because this is the last 24 hours. And when in that time frame I'm looking at it, we knew that Shamit was out today. So people still went and added him. That's intriguing. Lee, obviously, people added because of the Booker injury and then the Shamit injury. I don't know why everyone grabbed Pokyshevsky. By everyone, I don't mean everyone. I mean 12% of leagues. He got added in. 
I don't, I don't want to do it. And then he got injured two minutes into today's game. And it didn't look particularly great. We'll see later on how long that's going to be for him to be out. But obviously, we don't need to hold him. Tory Craig, that's a stream because Booker is out. Nazareth Reed, 8% up. Like it. We don't know what's going to happen if Kyle Anderson plays. That's the big uh, stumbling block there. But we've seen big minutes from Reed in the last game next to Gobert. Um, Rui Hachimura up 7%. It's always fool's gold. Every time it is with him. He, he doesn't do anything apart from score. He doesn't get enough minutes to do it regularly. Avdia was back. Maybe with Bill going down. We'll talk about that later. Rui can be a scoring option. But he is not a 12-team category league guy. And I wouldn't bother adding him in a 12-team category league. And then the big ragu up 6%. Dante DiVincenzo. Yes, I do believe he's a must-roster player. At least until we get Wiggins back. But that's not happening for today and for tomorrow. And then we'll see where that goes after that. The most dropped player was... Yeah, cool. He shouldn't have been rostered in that many leagues, James Wiseman. Down 7%. Easy drop. Although, again, the Warriors do have the back-to-back, but people just went see you later. Jalen Smith down 7%. Stand by your man. Easy drop. Victor Oladipo down 6%. Last two games have been really disappointing. We wanted to add. We saw the 30 minutes. The steals were okay. I don't really think it's worth holding. Dennis Schroeder down 6%. You know what I'm going to say. He's not that good. I think he can be a 12-team league guy, but if you want to move on, see you later. He is not that good. Royce O'Neal down 5%. Last game minutes were way up for him, and the production was strong. I'm not sure that he's a must roster. I don't think he is. I think he's probably more of a streamer. Um, Santi Aldama down 5 How that bloke is still rostered in enough leagues to appear on the most drop list is baffling to me. Like There's just no reason to have Aldama on a 12-team roster. I guess, I guess people had him because they played on Christmas, but otherwise, no way. Uh, Lonnie Walker down 5%. Not like I've been saying that one for a while. Hello. As I said with him, continually, he is not very good. He's not. He's an okay, inefficient scorer who may do early in the season when players are injured and he got on a hot shooting streak. And he should not be a 12-team league guy, so bye-bye. Jalen McDaniels down 5%. Would have made it well, does make sense. Complete sense to drop him. And then, of course, out of nowhere, Kelly Oubre. Had to miss today's game, so uh, that changed the fortunes a little bit of McDaniels. But as a long-term play, I agree that Jalen McDaniels is not a 12-team league must-roster player. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not the daily fantasy that you may have seen where you have to create lineups with salary caps and go up against thousands of other people. It's just player projections. And you look at a player projection, you go, hmm, do I think you get more or less than that number? Maybe it's Cali Ubre more or less than 15 and a half points. You go, uh, less, because he's bad. Or you might look at Terry Rogier, more or less and 15 missed shots. And you say, probably more. And then you put between two to six of those individual player projections into one entry, and you can win up to 25 times that entry back. You can do those entries in over 30 US states. You can do it in Canada. And when you do the entry, it can take under 60 seconds to get it done, and the payouts are safe and fast as well. It's not just the NBA, though. You can do it for the NFL, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA, boxing, golf, NASCAR, cricket, European basketball, and of course, disc golf. So download the PrizePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with that promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. That will bring us to talk about the games, I think. Yeah, let's do it. First game, Philadelphia and Washington. The Wizards with the upset over the Sixers, 116-111. Embiid was 
just ludicrous, honestly. 36 minutes, 48 and 10 with three steals and three blocks. This is the number two ranked player for fantasy in both category and points leagues this season. Hasn't really had any injury problems. And I think that injury prone tag with Embiid, we just got to throw it out the window. He doesn't sit back to backs. He plays big minutes. He doesn't get hurt outside of weird you know, facial fractures or thumb breaks. He's, I think he's okay. And we just got to get it out of our head, don't we? Jim Harden, 40 minutes, 26, 7 and 13, three steals and a block. Unbelievable game. Third ranked player over the last week, back inside the top 10 for the season. Great. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. 18 usage before Maxi comes back is a red flag, but he was able to deal with that by having one steal and two blocks. And his defensive stat, I was going to say resurgence, but it's not. It's just a surgence because he's never been like this before. It's really floating his value. Now, in saying that, he's still 123rd over the last week, and I think there's a distinct chance that from when Maxi returns to the end of the season, he's not a top 100 player. But most people disagree with me on that. In fact, a lot of people just think that he's going to be rock solid top 50, top 60 rest of season. That's the person you trade him to if they don't already have him. I don't believe it, but I could be wrong. I'm wrong on lots of things. The Wavepool played 35 minutes, 6-5, and five, not a good game. Two threes, but I hold him. Even when Maxi back, I hold, and I see what happens. Simple stuff. While PJ Tucker, 19 minutes, one shot. It's probably more than he's been usually taking. Two usage. How's that possible? He does have a problem with his hands, some sort of injury, nerve issue, and that is impacting him, and that's why we see the low minutes the last couple of games. I guess there is a chance that if they need to rest him, they will just start Melton Maxi and Harris at the four, because Harris really is a four. He's not a three. So there is a chance that Tucker misses some time, and that does help uh, guys like Melton maintain value. Shake Milton, surely no one still rosters him, surely. One point in 17 minutes. But the Wizards, let's start with the bad and talk Brad Beal, who had two locker room trips and looked like he pinged a hammy. Not good. But I guess, I don't know if it's good or bad. It was the opposite hamstring than the one that caused him to miss time last time. First time it was the right, this one was the left. He left at the end of the game, played 30 minutes, 19-1-5 with two blocks. They play again tomorrow. Let's just rule him out for that. There's no way he's going to play in that game, surely. Multiple hamstring injuries, hamstring soreness. You're not going to play less than 24 hours later. Unless, unless you're a bad... Oh, oh. Maybe he does play. We will see. Nah, he's, he's not playing. So the question is, who do you add? And the answer is, uh, probably no one. Like if Monte Morris is there, yeah, he's fine. 30 minutes, 8-4-7. and seven. Not good, but when he plays without Beal becomes better. The other guy that was thriving without beer was Denny Avdia, but they've benched him now so they can start a stupid lineup of Gafford and Porzingis together. I think Avdia still probably be worth adding. In fact, I'd rather prioritize him than Corey Kispert, who we saw many, many times start without Beal and have like 12 points, two threes, one rebound, zero assists, and just be completely useless. And I would say that would continue. And of course, the question's going to come. I know that you're there watching this. You're either in the chat, you go, Josh, Dillon, right? Maybe. But Delon's back from a two-month hamstring injury. It's his second game back. Do you think he's going to play in the back-to-back? -back? I don't think... I, he might. He might not. Delon played 17 minutes for seven points. He had three steals, and he's a great steals guy. But I think, again, we're placing so much importance or so much faith in Delon becoming this 27-minute-a-night guy. And I, I used to think that I was the biggest Delon Wright fan going around. But apparently I'm not, because people seem to really think he's good. Or much better than maybe what he is. Hachimura had a Hachimura 14, 1 and 0. No steals, no blocks, no threes. Solid percentages. I guess he gets a usage bump if Beal is out, and maybe that's a 12-team guy. Well, Avdia off the bench, 7 points, 3 rebounds, 20 minutes. I do think that 
there is some appeal to adding him if Beal misses. While well, Gaff played just the 19 minutes, 8 and 6. He had 5 fouls, so that's part of the reason the minutes were low there. And yeah, that's against Embiid. So we'll see. He might be a good stream tomorrow. If they continue to go Gaff and Porzingis together, um, I don't think that then they'd go Avdia and Kuzma. I think Kispert would get the start. As for Kuzma, 38 minutes is great. 14 and 8 on 31% is not. No defensive stats, but that's fine. He's been really, really solid for the majority of this season. We don't need to give him too much criticism there. The next game, the Los Angeles Lakers. Playoffs, here we come. They beat the Magic 129-110. Good stuff. Um, good stuff from them. They were without Anthony Davis and Juan Toscano-Anderson, of course. They went with that same starting lineup. But Westbrook played 29 off the bench and had a triple-double. 15, 13, and 13, and actually had good shooting. 55 and 100 from the field and from the line. He's been better of late. He's still not a top 100 player for the season in category leagues. He is in points leagues. He's top 60. But this is like... Sorry, Siri. I don't think you need to tell me about Russell Westbrook. That's really rude. Um, yeah, Westbrook just remains like okay, but we know the deficiencies. LeBron... 28, 7, and 5, stealing a block. Now, I got a, uh, someone, I don't know who, I can't remember, tweeted it today saying that LeBron has played one one back-to-back all season, and they've got a back-to-back tomorrow. So we've got to put a questionable tag on him. Well, the tank, Tom Bryant, 21 and 10, no blocks, 80% shooting. Don't get it mixed up with him. He is not a good start, starting center. He is not an NBA starting caliber center. He's a horrible defender, but he can put up numbers, and we're talking about putting up numbers. It could be fool's gold if you're thinking there's something coming for him long-term in Dynasty Leagues. That's not him. But he's a must-roster player now. Pat Beverly, don't look now, but Pat Beverly is 83rd over the last week. 14 points, four threes, a block. He's hitting his threes. He's playing more minutes. I think in 14 team leagues, you've got to be all over it. And honestly, in 12s, it's not wrong to add him. It is right to drop Lonnie Walker. 10 points, one rebound in 25 minutes, while Schroeder had 7-2-2, two and two, and these guys are just not very good. While Austin Reeves wasn't his best game, he had five assists still, eight points, two threes. I would rather Reeves over Schroeder and um, Walker at this point. And Troy Brown got super hot late, 15 points with three threes in 17 minutes. Don't do anything crazy with that. For the Magic, in fact, I apologize, for the Orlando Magic... It was a Marco Fultz game. 28 minutes for Fultz, 16, 3 and 3, two steals, two blocks. Last game it was Cole Anthony, this game it's Fultz. I still think that Fultz is going to be the guy the majority of the time, and he's the guy that I want. While Cole Anthony had 8, 2 and 4 in 26 minutes, and that is nowhere near a 12 team league player. You can have Cole Anthony, but I would prefer Fultz. Paulo Bunkero, look, he just stunk, honestly. 4, 5 and 3 in 22 minutes. He had 5 fouls, that's why the minutes were low, but he shot 17% and then 2 of 5 from 2 and 4 from the line. Just an overall stinkingly bad line. He's actually outside the top 200 over the last week, Paolo. Don't worry too much about that. Do worry about Bol Bol, though. 10 and 5 in 22 minutes. No assists. One block. One of four from the line. He is falling off. Clearly. Do you drop him? It's not wrong to do it. I don't think I would. I think in most cases, I'd like to hold. Let's see what happens. But it's not great. Like he is, And this is with Carter and Harris barely playing. Now, they might rest tomorrow. So, Bowles might see his minutes go up. But the... I saw a crazy article today that said um, the standard thing. Well, this guy's tall and skinny. Um, don't look. We we already know what Victor Wembanyama will look like in the NBA, and he plays for Orlando, and it's bold, bold. My guy, are you actually serious with this? What are you talking about? Um, the overrating of Bowl has been insane. He's had some fun highlights for sure, but he has been overrated up the ass, like completely crazy. There's just no need for it. Now, again, the sell high has been shut. I hope they haven't, didn't have your fingers under the window because they're, they're gone. 
see ya. They're broken into smithereens. That window's closed that fast. But in a, a drop situation, you consider it, but it would depend on who you add. I'd be more inclined to hold, but it's looking dire, I think. Wendell Carter, just 19 minutes with 15, 3, and 4. Those minutes should push back up. Or Gaz Harris, 9 and 4 in 18. But Mo Wagner had foul trouble as well. 12, 4, and 4 with two steals. That's a good line. He missed also his first free throw of the year. That's a really good line from Mo, but I think it is inevitable, surely, that he starts playing 20 minutes a night behind Carter or 18 minutes a night behind Carter. He's not going to maintain big big enough minutes to be a 12-team league player. France had 15, 2, and 4. Well, we also got some Bumber and Carter minutes together. 20 minutes for Mo. He had 5 and 5 with two blocks. Still rostered in a lot of 12-team leagues, and he shouldn't be. So if you're one of those who do have him, maybe have a look to see if someone better is out there on your waiver wire. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for all professional and amateur leagues out there, the NFL, the NBA, college basketball, and the end of the college football season. It's all there at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, like week seven in the NFL, the Buccaneers are three-point favorites over the Panthers. Can the Bucs seriously clinch the playoffs? In what, what I was going to say it's the NFL's most depressing, depressing division, but all I have to do is look at the AFC version of the South and see something just as bad. But the Bucs can get themselves into the playoffs with a win. They're three-point favorites. Do you think they can get it done? We can find all of that out at betonline.net. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's go to the next game. The LA Clippers on the road beat the Toronto Raptors 124-113. <clears throat> All right, I'll get it out of the way now. Norm Powell revenge game, Josh. Revenge game. He had 22 points in 23 minutes with one rebound. He did have three steals. He had sky-high usage and shot really well. I don't think that a 23-minute-a-night Norm Powell has any sustainability to be a 12-team league player. He just, like, 22 minute points. The reason this game stands out is because you don't score 22 points in 23 minutes, ever. Like, it's just not something that happens. And Norm Powell getting three steals, that's a pipe dream. So everything that happened here was complete, like, 99.9th percentile production. I don't think you should go grab him because of this game. In fact, he's the 170th ranked player this season, and a lot of the early season stuff was without Kawhi there. But this was good. As for revenge games, Kawhi Leonard had 15 points. So, I guess, as I know, revenge games only count when the player is good. That's only when it's a revenge game. If a player is... Average to below average, well, it's not a revenge game. He didn't care about revenge. You can only read into his motivations when he plays well. That's the only time. Of course, I take the piss, but not really because I'm 100% serious. Kawhi had 15, 7, and 8 with a triple one. Didn't shoot that well, but the assists are really high for Kawhi at the moment. And Paul George too, 23, 7, and 5. I don't know what to do with if it's a Zubats. I mean, I know what to do. Like, we hold him. But three games in a row over 30 minutes after he was barely playing, 23 and 16, he just dominated the Raptors, who... Have some real roster construction issues. Keep going with uh, Zubats. Well, Batum played 27 minutes. Nine points, three threes, steal on a block. He's never going to be a guy that helps you in scoring. But the steals, the blocks, the threes, there can be use in that. I don't think he's a must-roster player because there's just too many ups and downs with minutes. He's still only 193rd this season, but in saying that, he's 59th over the last week. I don't really think that there's a lot in that that's not quite real. But if you want to have him in a 12-team, especially for the back-to-back, go ahead. I just don't think that he's going to be a must-roster guy. Canard went from like 28 minutes to 17 while Terrence Mann played 12. And Marcus Morris, yeah, look, he's okay, but he's not great. 10 points, two threes, four rebounds, three assists. Morris, Batum, Jackson, Powell, 
All these guys are just players who are more 14 than 12. Reggie Jackson played 31 minutes for 20 points. Didn't do anything else, and that was because John Wall was out that he was able to get those extra minutes. I don't know how long I want to talk about the Raptors here for, but there's a lot wrong with this team, I think. There's just, yeah, it's just, it's just there's a lot wrong. The roster is poorly constructed. The coach makes some ludicrous decisions. As much as I think he's a good coach, the minutes are, are crazy. OG Ananobi played 44 minutes. Like, what are we doing? 18 and 5 with a block. Good game from OG. And good game from Scotland Barnes. 17, 12, and 8 to steal on a block. His last two or three have been much, much improved. Siakam had 41 minutes, 36, 9, and 5, but a really bad night from the line. 10 of 15, that hurts. And then it's rough. Fred Van Vliet was definitely sore. I wonder if that's from playing a million minutes for the last three years. I don't know. Back stiffness ended his night early. 23 minutes for four points and seven assists. We got 26 minutes of Malachi Flynn. I think, again, this team has no shooting and no centers. And they're trying to get by and win. And it's not working. So Flynn can shoot a bit. He's not a big man, but he can shoot. He can dribble. And if Van Vliet's going to miss, Flynn looks like next in line. 26 minutes, 10 points. We talk about speculative ads. We don't know whether Van Vliet's going to miss any time. And there's probably a 10% chance of it working out with Flynn. But it's there. Like, that's that's an opportunity. Gaz Trent, 20 points, 30 minutes. The extra minutes came because, again, some like, why is Juancho Hernan Gomez starting and playing nine minutes? I could have told you he shouldn't be starting. But it takes you nine minutes and three games to figure it out. Zero points for him on 0 5 shooting. Boucher played nine minutes. Thad Young played 10 minutes. Coloco played nine minutes and had to leave with a knee problem. Shit needs to change. I don't know if it's going to, but something needs to change with this team because there's just so much that's wrong with it. Back to Gaz Trent because I got distracted there. Gaza had 20 points with one rebound. Cool. But he did have a steal. He did have a block. He is worth holding while the Van Vliet situation happens. But if we see a regular pattern of him playing 22 minutes a night, then f- forget it. Like You're not dealing with that in a 12-team format. The next game, it is the Atlanta Hawks. They got beaten comfortably by the Indiana Pacers. They, um, yeah, they continue to be annoying, Atlanta. Trey Young left this game with a calf issue. He got kneed in the calf. He says he's fine. He's a ludicrously quick healer, so I think he'll be okay. 22, 3, and 10, while the Baptist Johnny Collins, 26 and 10. Great, love it. Love to see it. Lower minutes because he did foul out, but at least we got more opportunities. In fact, he took more shots than anybody, which I don't know the last time I've been able to say that. Bogdanovich started with Hunter and Capella out. 18 points, 3-3, steal on a block. Good numbers, remains a 12-team league guy. While Kongwu had 5 fouls in just 21 minutes. That's why his game was disappointing. 6-8 and eight in 21 minutes with a steal. Keep going with him until Capella comes back at least. Another disappointing game from DeJounte Murray. 14-2-3, 33% shooting. Rebounds and assists remain down. 35 minutes here. He has fallen off considerably. I'm not sure. Do we look at him as top 40 rest of the way? Don't know. He's 35th for the season. Maybe he's not top 40 rest of the way. He's really, and I know some people seem to think, oh, it's because he hates Trey. He was he was so good last season. I just think that maybe he's just not that good. And, you know, am I anti-Dejounte Murray? Does he annoy me? Yes. Like, I don't like I don't like the antics from the summer. Uh, I think he's overrated as a player. Um, I don't have anything, I don't know the box. I don't have anything against him personally in that respect. Those things annoyed me. But I think also the valuation of him was way too high. He just isn't that level of a player. And we're seeing the inconsistency on a good team where he's not just dominating everything really come to the fore. 27 minutes for Adrian Griffin. Nine points for him with a three. He wasn't a worthwhile stream with Hunter out. Didn't work out here. His previous two games were solid. I don't mind having him just to see until those guys return for the paces. 
Budrick had 28 and 9 with six triples in 30 minutes. Buddy Heald, 69% shooting. Giggity. Great. Halliburton, 23, 3, and 7 on 56% shooting. Good game. And ex Benedict Matherin played 26 minutes for 18 points. Now, of course, they had zero threes, two rebounds, zero steals, zero blocks. But he was 6 of 6 from the line and 6 of 10 from the field. Not a must-roster player. Miles Turner, Bilo's still open. Only 25 minutes for Turner. He only had two fouls. So the minutes are definitely concerning. 18 and 6 with a block. The blocks are down, but the minutes are a worry. I don't know if Carlisle is doing it so he can play Jalen Smith more, which would be a horrendous decision. But Smith had 9 and 7 in his 20 minutes. He does not need to be a 12-team league guy. And Aaron Neesmith fouled out in only 19. 3 and 6 with a block. Now, he's been added in a lot of spots. He was worth it. 28 minutes. Let's see what happens. Let's see if he sticks. He's not good enough. The consistency is not there. He'll have better games than this. He'll have games as bad as this. You can roster him, but you don't have to. He's just a move-in-and-out fringe sort of player. Nempard had five points in 27 minutes. Surely you've dropped him, hopefully. In fact, I haven't done it yet, but let's jack him. Get that garbage out of here! He did have five assists and two steals, though, which is, of course, useful. And Timothy John McConnell added six assists. He can always be an option when you're desperation looking for some dimes. Next game, um, Boston and Houston. I don't, I don't need to say it, do I? I? I don't need to say it. Boston wins at 126-102. Shangun played 22 minutes. I'm not here to tell you that Shangun played particularly well. He missed all three of his shots. Why he only got three shots, I don't know, and had 7% usage. I can't explain that. But 22 minutes is ludicrous. It's just not... It's nonsense. It's it's nonsense. It, it is... Do you reckon it's nonsense? Yeah, it's nonsense. He's a terrible coach. Good bloke. Terrible coach. Zero points for Shangun. Nine rebounds. A steal. Missed all three of his shots. Just not a good night for him in general. But like I've seen Jalen Green have some real turds. I've seen Kevin Porter have some stinkers. They don't get 20 minutes a night. And while you can tell, the fact that you might value Kevin Porter more, or at least, you know, not, not it's got to be at least equivalent value in Shengun and Porter to a franchise, surely. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Porter, 22, 5, and 9, solid. Green was pretty good, the Filipino legend. 28, 4, and 2 with three threes. But his game is just, it's annoyingly reliant upon high volume, high efficiency scoring. And if that doesn't happen, what else is there? Like 28 is good. But four rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats. That's where you get the worries and the, the constant yo-yoing of production. Tari Eason, 17 minutes in a game without Eric Gordon. I think we've just got to come to the realization that it doesn't even matter if Eric Gordon gets traded. It's just not going to happen. They're playing him almost exclusively as a power forward. Jason Tate still has to come back. For as much as we think Tari Eason's a good player, and I talked about this in preseason, how good he was, hence the name Tari preseason. But that doesn't matter if the coach won't play him in the regular season. There's too many impediments to big minutes. And he said, yeah, you can hold, you can stash, we can see what happens, but it's 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 not happening. Get that garbage out of here! Maybe it happens in March, but there's no guarantee of it. Jabari Smith had been playing well, but he did not here. Six points on 20% with no defensive stats. And Tito Washington, good. 20 minutes for him. 10 and 5, two steals, no, two threes and a steal with three assists. Not a bad game. A good deeper league guy. Something that came to my attention today. That we know we, we talk about the Porters all the time. Kevin Porter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr., how every Porter in the NBA is a junior. Do you know every Washington in the NBA is a junior? Dwayne Washington Jr., PJ Washington Jr., and Tyrone Washington Jr. Now, he's not he's not Ty Ty Washington Jr. Because his dad's not named Ty Ty. But Tyrone Washington Jr., Rockets uh, back a point guard, is a junior as well. So all three Washingtons are juniors too. There you go. I'm sure that impacts you so much. 
On to the Celtics. Tatum, 38, 8 and 4, 6 triples. Brown, 39, 6 triples, 3 steals. Ho-hum, just good games. But what about The Rock DJ? Robbie Williams. 21 minutes. He was questionable with an illness before this game, but we're good to see the minutes push back up. 11 and 15 with a block. That's hyper-encouraging. Had him on the Bilo show today. I still think, yeah, he's going to push um, and be much better than he's been, but this is obviously in the right direction. Another 30 minutes for Derek White with only 21 minutes from Brogdon. 6 and 7 for White with a steal and two blocks. It's okay for streaming. And Brogdon 6, 6 and 8 is good for streaming. But I don't think any of them deserve an absolute rock-solid 12-team league roster spot. Too much up and down, too many poor performances. Some good ones, but some poor ones as well. Don't think they need to be must-roster. But this is a stinker from Al Horford. Do not ask me. Do not ask me if Al Horford is a drop, because he isn't. I mean, ask me. I'll just ignore it, and I'll tell you right here. Do not drop Al Horford. But he did have 3-5-2 and two in 25 minutes, which is clearly not a good game, and he probably should have done more. But he didn't need to, because the game was a blowout. That was a, that was a poor game. But no, he is not a drop. Should have mentioned Marcus Smart had nine points with six assists and three steals. Not that I need to talk too much more about that one. Let's do the next game. It is the Spurs getting blown out by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Cool. Well, I said that there was no way that the um, that the Thunder would uh, or the Spurs would start their entire starting lineup, and I was wrong. What an L from me. Um, they started them all. They didn't finish with them all, but they started them all. McDermott was out, and we got Josh Richardson back into the rotation. So maybe his DMP yesterday, DMP City yesterday was just because it was a back-to-back. 26 minutes for Josh for nine points, but Branham still got 23. Five, two, and one. Really disappointing after his good game last time out. The horse, Keldon Johnson. You guess, guess what happened? You will never guess what happened. Whose horse is that? He screwed you in field goal percentage. Wow, what a shock. 39% for 19 points with two threes and not much else. He continues to be incredibly disappointing. So much so that if you wanted to drop him, I don't think I care. Like, uh, There are some good counting stats and he gets usage, but he, it's like peak Russell Westbrook in terms of the, the impact that he has on your percentages, and he doesn't fill it up anywhere near the way Westbrook does. It's really bad. Bissell had a locker room trip. Hopefully he's okay. 20 points with 4-3, shot the ball much better than the last game. Well, Sohan, after last game's dud, he filled it up again. 16-9-4, 30 minutes, one steal, two blocks. 44% shooting. Didn't come on crazy high shooting. 25 usage is not crazy high. Not crazy high minutes. It's really intriguing. Definite 14-team league guy. Definite. Has been for weeks. 12-teamer? Pro- probably. Probably. I'm not really super confident, but probably. Trey Jones had 14-4-5 and five with four steals. Good game from him. While Pirtle didn't really back up the big game from yesterday, but importantly, he played 26 minutes on a back-to-back. 10-6, and six, two assists, and a block. And the fact that he played... I think it's a ma- massive W. For the Thunder, Shea Gildas Alexander. 28, 6, and 8, two steals and four blocks. 64% from the field, 91% from the line. That is a ludicrously good line, and it's not even going to be in even discussions for Monstrous Line of the Night. That's how crazy some of the numbers were today. Do you know Shea Gildas Alexander has the same amount of block shots as Rudy Gobert this season? Yeah. Yeah, he's been ridiculous. Poku lasted two minutes. Drop him. I hope he's okay. I don't think it, it looked bad. I hope he's okay, though. So they started the moose, Mike Muscala. And what do I do with this? 19 and 6 for Muscala, three threes, 21 minutes of steal and a block. Robinson Earl's out, Poku's out. Honestly, 16 team leagues, add Muscala. I, I think you get something out of him. Trey Mann played 28 minutes. Didn't expect that. That's with Giddy playing only 23. 17 points for Trey. 
Um, I wouldn't get too excited there. But it also helped that Lou Dort was allegedly ill before the game. We didn't hear about that until after it. He was stinking nine points in 22 minutes. And as you're well aware, you do not need to. In fact, you should not roster Lou Dort in a 12-team league. The Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. 15-9, three assists, one steal, two blocks. I'll say it again. He's providing 14-team league value with 12-team upside, and he's a luxury stash. Although, that's not luxury. That's just 12-team value. I don't expect that every night because I don't think Giddy's going to play 23 or Dort's going to play 22. But that's very interesting. Baisley got back into the rotation, seven points in 22. But of course, we're not doing anything like that. Well, Aaron Wiggins. The, the Aaron Wiggins roller coaster is one of the most frustrating and tiresome things of the season. 12 and 6 in 24 minutes. He'll probably play negative 30 minutes next game. Somehow, they'll find a way just to make it more annoying for me. Not just me. They don't care about me. You're well aware of that. Let's go on to the next game. It is the Phoenix Suns smacking the Grizzlies, 125-109. For the Grizzlies talking a lot of smack slash Jamarant. Someone criticized my pronunciation of Jamarant. Josh says it like J-A-R. Honestly, how else are you supposed to say Jamarant? How, honestly, how else would I say it? I'm not saying Jar Morant. I, sometimes, sometimes I read things of people hearing my accent. How else am I supposed to say Jar Morant? Ja? Ja? Ja Morant? What am I supposed to say? I don't know. Anyway, fuck it. Sorry, language. Um, ja Morant. There you go. After he went out, no one in the West worries us, and they got spanked by the, Grizzly, uh, by the uh, Warriors and the Suns. The Suns spanking them without Booker, Johnson, Shamit, and Payne is embarrassing. How about the other Washington Jr., Big Dueno? 26 points in 24 minutes, 8 assists, 5 threes. So he was the guy, not Damian Lee. Now, Washington's got a, a history of doing this, having the occasional big blow-up game and not being able to sustain it. I don't mind him as a stream for tomorrow. Well, the big fella, Jack Landale, played 24 minutes, 16 points with two threes and a block. I'm not sure that they'll go back to that lineup tomorrow. They could. So both Washington and Landale become stream options. Again, stop me if you've heard this before, but Mikael Bridges couldn't shoot. Again, 10 points, 38% shooting. He had a steal and two blocks, but his efficiency is terrible at the moment. It's, like it's really bad, and it's been like this for weeks now. It's just not coming back, and I don't really know why that is. Well, Aiden had 15 and 10, and Chris Paul did cop a bit of a knock in the leg and did go to the locker room. Um, that's why he played 24 minutes. I would have to expect that his status for tomorrow could be in doubt, or they said game was in hand. We've got a game tomorrow. We need you without uh, Booker and Shamit, and we'll just put you on ice. That's possible too, but watch that. If he is out, and Payne is out, and Shamit is out, then I don't know who's the point guard. Maybe it is Washington, and then we're really streaming him in if that's the case, but we don't know that yet. Um, Tory Craig, 21 minutes only, which is disappointing. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 2 threes, and a block. At least streamable with these players out. Well, Kogi had 12 and 6 with two steals and a block, and maybe he's streamable as well, given how many players are missing. As for Morant, another rough field goal percentage night, 36%, but he hit his free throws, finally. 16 of 17 for 94%, 35, 3, and 6. Outside of him, it's just really, really rough. Um, shout out to the bloke that told me he unsubscribed from my channel because I listed Desmond Bain as a buy low uh, on today's show. Uh, as soon as he saw Desmond Bain's name, he had to quickly stop the video and unsubscribe. Bain struggled again, 14 points in 27 minutes, no assist steals, blocks, or threes, 33% shooting. So for that bloke, who's definitely not listening because he unsubscribed, um, buy low on Desmond Bain. Like, it's a huge buy low. Dylan Brooksy Brooks. He brooks his way for seven points on 33% shooting. Um, no problem with dropping him. In fact, he doesn't need to be dropped. He needs to be jacked. Get that cap! 
Um, Brandon Clark played 16 minutes. Stephen Adams played 25. Not much to read into. Little bit of a slump shooting-wise now for Jaron Jackson, 17%. But he had two steals and three blocks and didn't foul out. Played 26 minutes. So I think that hopefully is going to be okay. But it's hard to read gigantic amounts into this game again, given the level of absolute ass-kicking that it was from, realistically, um, pretty early on. All right. Next game. Went to overtime. I don't know how the Knicks coughed this up. I, I I don't know. 121 New York, 126 Dallas. Well, I do know, but we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about the Knicks. And the hard, hard thing with the Knicks is that you look at some of the minutes <laughs> and the only way you tipped off that this isn't an overtime game is that one bloke played 51 minutes. Thomas Thibodeau, you lost. 51 minutes to Emmanuel quickly. 13-3-15 on 24%. Brunson was out. As long as Brunson is out, just hold on to quickly. And then we lost RJ Barrett, 1 minute 36 seconds into the game. He was replaced by Juice McBride, who played 46 minutes. Juice McBride played 46 minutes. I am going to drop a deuce on everybody. He had 14 points on 29% with two steals. Rough game. But at least consider a stream if Barrett and Brunson continue to be out. Julius Randle played 45 minutes, 29 and 18. Four assists with five threes. Reason he didn't play more, five fouls. But a good game, no less. But we've got to talk uh, Quentin Grimes. This briefcase and this haircut. Did it on great shooting. 33 points, 48 minutes, seven threes. No defensive stats, six rebounds, four assists. He is a 12-team league guy. Yes, he's only the 179th ranked player this season. Yes, he's only 136th over the last week. Yes, he's only averaging 19 fantasy points for the season. But especially in a category league, he should be on a 12-team roster. He should be. Mitchie Robinson had 20 and 16 with two steals. Big minutes for Mitch, 36 of them. While we also got Derek Rose back in the rotation and uh, just 12 minutes for Isaiah Hartenstein, who just is completely lost in this team. After a strong two weeks to start the season, things have gone completely awry for him and he just looks like completely, completely lost. And it's weird because, you know, a coach that did coach um, Joe Kimnoa should be able to use a dynamic passing offensive big man who's one of the best rim protectors in the league, but of course he can't. So let's look at um, the Dallas side of things. Oh, stunning. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's ridiculous, Luka Doncic. 47 minutes, 60 points, 21 rebounds. 21 rebounds. Are you fucking kidding me? 10 assists, 2 steals and a block. 68% shooting and unfortunately, just 16 of 22 from the line, which is 73%, but on that volume, it does hurt. That is just a stupid number. He's the number one player in points leagues. He's number seven in category leagues. That's ridiculous. We also got 40 minutes from the crucifix. Now, he wasn't able to do exactly what he did on Christmas, but one thing we wanted to watch on the buy low, sell high is are the blocks real? Well, maybe they are. That's eight games in a row with really good blocks. He had three of them here. 19 and nine with three threes in big minutes, while Dinwiddie had 25, six and five. He'd been struggling a bit, Spence, but good to see a big game. We also started, or they started, Dwight Powell instead of Reggie Bullock. 31 minutes for Bullock. Sorry, 31 minutes for Powell. Two points. So we don't need to worry about that. While um, Timmy Hardaway had 11 points on 27%. This is what Tim Hardaway does. Right, he hit 3-3, three, three, so that's good. But he doesn't do anything else. And there's going to be ups and downs in shooting percentage numbers. He's fine to roster. He's also fine not to. Work out if it makes sense for your team. See if you can catch him on the right nights. Kemba Walker played five minutes. Sorry, guys. Don't roster him. What are you doing? He's not a 10, a 12, or a 14-team league guy. Well, Reggie Bullock went back to shit. Three points in 26 minutes for that big fella. All right. Let's do the last two games. The Charlotte Hornets go down to the Warriors in the end. 116-105. Uh, 
the finals. 116? Am I reading that? 110, 105. Sorry. I don't know what was wrong with my eyes there. 110, 105. There was no um, Big Dick Nick Richards, and Kelly Oubre was a late scratch in this one. So that meant that Jalen McDaniels could pump his minutes back up. 26 minutes, 12 and 7 with three threes. I don't think that Jalen McDaniels is a long term answer, but if Oubre does remain out, he has the chance to be a 12 team streamer. Rogier shot horribly. Tell me if you've heard that before. 19, 3 and 4, but 39%. Not a disastrous night. Well, the Mellow Ball was more disastrous. 21 and 10. Four assists, 28% shooting, no defensive stats, five of five from the line. That's not a great game from the Mallow. Well, PJ Washington, after a little stretch of being really good, was mid. 14 and five, a steal, a block, 33%. That's okay. Like, he was top 25 over the last week somehow because he put together a couple of good games. He's okay as a 12-team league guy. I don't really trust it. And Gordon Haywood was just okay as well. I think he is a 12-team league player, but I get it if you don't want him to be. Mason Plumley, the cockroach, seven and 13, a steal, four blocks. 29 minutes, continues to just play way too much. But what I did see in this game was Mark um, Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. 18 minutes, six points, two rebounds, two blocks. Now, he is still the third string center. He's still behind Richards. But what I saw here, and even last game, is that if he somehow got a chance to start, so why, on a terrible team, why wouldn't you start the guy that you took a pick 15 after you traded away Jalen Duran a pick 13? Why wouldn't you get him into games? I don't know. But if he ever does get a chance to start, then he will be a 12-team pickup. So we just got to watch how the minutes all shake out there. For the Warriors, um, no uh, Wiggins, and he'll be out tomorrow. No Curry, of course, and then Clay will be out tomorrow too. But Clay had 29-5-4 and four with five threes. He had fallen off a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but this was good bounce back. Well, Kaminga didn't do much early, but I thought he was massive late. 14, six boards, two steals, 100% shooting. And tomorrow, he's worth a stream with Wiggins, Clay, Curry all out. Not the greatest shooting night from DiVincenzo, zero points, but he had nine rebounds, he had seven assists, and he had a steal, and that makes him still worth holding. We will find out what happens when Wiggins returns, but that won't be tomorrow, so keep going with DiVincenzo. Kevon Looney, only 18 minutes. There's no need to have him in a 12-10 league, I don't think, or Draymond had nine, 10, and five, and the uh, big fella Jordan Poole, 24, two, and six, continues to put up really solid-ish numbers, although efficiency and lack of defensive stats, is probably going to hold back his overall upside. Yeah, by the way, you don't need to roster James Wiseman. Eight points in 10 minutes, yet he is still rostered in just far, far too many leagues. Last game, the Nuggets cruise over the Kings after being down big early. Um, 113-106. Jokic only took 10 shots, but he had 20 and 9 with 11 assists. That's how good he is. 70% shooting, 15% usage. Stupid, stupid. Jamal Murray, 38 minutes. First game of back-to-back. Does he play tomorrow? That is the big question. 25, 5, and 7, three threes and two steals. While Maga Porter Jr. had 30 and 6 with five threes. Does he play tomorrow? Don't know about that either. They were without Aaron Gordon. So they started Zeke Naji, who played 15 minutes. He fouled out, had six rebounds. I guess if Gordon is out tomorrow, there's a chance to stream Naji in. But your expectations should be low. But with him fouling out, Vlako Chanchar played 29 minutes, eight and four, two threes, three assists. He'd been out of the rotation, so at least in a deeper league, there's an opportunity for him tomorrow. They also lost the Shark, Bruce Brown, to uh, an ankle sprain, two points in nine minutes. Let's expect him not to play tomorrow. And Bones Highland still sucked. And the only reason to hold Bones is to see if Jamal Murray sits tomorrow because Bruce might be out and Murray might be out. That means they might have to go to Bones. They could also play Smith, who played three minutes here. But that would be the only reason to hold Bones in a 12-team league. He had five points with six assists. He might push to 27, 28 minutes tomorrow. I'd also look at Christian Brown in deeper leagues who had four points in 14 minutes. But if if Murray, Porter, 
a combination of those guys and Bruce Brown are all out, you're going to have to get some of these reserves like Brown, like Bones, like Chanchar, like Reed, like Ishmith into the mix. So it could be a really weird situation, but it is one for us to watch. For the Kings, no Sabonis. So they went with the move of starting Alex Lynn, which of course was stupid on its face value. The guy that never played a single minute and had five centers play over him was their guy that's the best fit. He's only the best fit when Sabonis is out, not to replace Sabonis in games. Then he's definitely the worst fit. Absolutely the worst player they've got. Couldn't play him at all. But if Sabonis is out, well, that's the time that we use him. Idiotacy. Anyway, he had two points in 14 minutes, had four fouls. And it was Rashawn Holmes that got the bulk of the minutes. Eight and seven in 23 minutes. We do not need to add Holmes or Len or Kata or Lyles or Metu. Kata didn't even play in this one. Metu didn't play. We just don't need to add any of them. There was an opportunity, I guess, for Keegan Murray to step it up. And he did not. 11 points, 10% usage, two rebounds. He did have two steals and a block, but he's very much, I think, a luxury stash. He's 176 for the season. He's not providing value. He's up and down. He's inconsistent. Not interested as a must roster. De'Aaron Fox. Where's the thing? Hurt his thumb, but played through it. 26-1-4. Unfortunately, just 3 of 5 from the line, which hurts, but at least he got his field goal percentage back up. And Fanderpants had 21 points, some hot shooting after really cooling off. Had two steals too. He still remains a 12-team league guy, but more back end than starter. While the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. 13-8. I think he's a fantasy playoff contributor, but not a must-roster guy now. And I've explained my reasoning behind that. I also think that uh, Malik Monk probably is just streamable rather than must roster. They do play tomorrow. So there's some value in maybe holding him there. But 8 points, 26 minutes. Production's fallen away. He's moving into the Tim Hardaway, Malik Beasley, maybe for points and threes with a couple of assists thrown in. We can stream him. But there's just a lot of inconsistency there, which doesn't render him must roster. Trey Lyles played 24 minutes, 11-11. They went small with him um, at center a lot of the time. But again, I still don't think that Trey Lyles is any sort of 12-team league option. Before we go into the lines of the night, just quickly, a news or injury update dropped for the Magic. They don't have Wendell Carter listed. They don't have Gary Harris listed on a back-to-back, so that's encouraging. But Jalen Suggs has been ruled out for tomorrow, so that's the only injury update news that I've got here. Also, Chris Paul said that he's going to be fine. He also said the same thing with his heel injury, and that cost him about 4,000 light years. So I don't know if he's going to be fine, but he said that he is, so we'll see. Let's look at the lines of the night, the monstrous line of the night. Well, who do you reckon it is? Tough one. He dropped 105 fantasy points, by the way. Luka Doncic. Oh, stunning. Yeah. The um, waiver wire line of the night is the Moose, Mike Muscala. Your young gun is Scotland Barnes, and the dud of the night is Paulo Banquero. Top 10 players in category leagues. We're looking at um, Doncic at one, followed by Embiid, Harden, Gildas Alexander, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jokic, Heald. Jamal Murray and Christos Porzingis. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Muscala at one, Dwayne Washington at two. He could be an interesting stream tomorrow, Washington. Remember, Paul or Booker and Shamit could all be out. Jalen Williams, the Bronco at three. Talked about him enough. Jock Landale, maybe if those guys remain out, he could be, but I reckon they might have started him to go big against Memphis. John Kuminga, good stream tomorrow. Nico Batum, solid enough to, to add in 12, but I'm not super convinced. Trey Mann, not that interested. Tory Craig's a streamer. Dan Gafford, if they keep starting him, then yes. And Zach Collins is providing really good value. As a backup. Your top 10 players in points leagues today. Doncic at one, then Embiid, Gildas Alexander, Harden, Siakam, Tatum, Randall, Porzingis, Jokic, and Jalen Brown. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave the comments down below. Subscribe and ring the notification bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.